This is the profile of 20 young poets on Otago Access Radio, a series celebrating the literary talent of young people in Dunedin. Every Wednesday at 5pm we will hear from another young Dunedin poet about their passion for writing and listen to some of their written work. Episodes from these series will be replayed at 9.30pm on Thursdays and 2.30pm on Fridays and available online from www.oar.org.nz and iTunes. I am Rosa. I am 16, turning 17. Sound of Music is now in my head. I'm 16, um, I go to Kavanagh College and I really enjoy writing and music and TV shows. A lot to do with art. I've always kind of enjoyed creative writing but I've never actually written it down and then I started writing a novel in year 8 called Paperbound which is a story of kind of like a magical world where people can create um, characters and things by writing them. And then I never went anywhere with it. And the longest I've ever written, I think, for a story was, like, uh, a lot more than the words I wrote for that. But I really enjoyed writing that, and I was, like, so excited by the idea of creating something that was completely mine. And, yeah, and then now I look back on it, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, wow, that was not good. But, yeah, I just, I enjoy creative writing, but I also really enjoy poetry because you kind of have all the little ideas, and you can just split them up and you can be interpreted in so many different ways. I think creative writing is something that you can study, but in a way where you can get inspiration from things you're watching or music you're listening to, or like even just looking up the lyrics of a song and seeing how, oh, actually that word that's at the end of the sentence is on the next line, and it has a different meaning if it's like that. Like that sort of thing is really interesting to me, and it helps me give things different meanings. So you can give things dual meanings, or even, I don't know the word for three years, multiple meanings um, by the way that you shape the text or the way that you put the words. Um, and I think you can get, so you can kind of study it that way, but you can also develop it just through writing and just through being like, I have to write something today and I have to or I have to do a hundred words of just one thing and then if you just keep doing it and stick at it you're kind of eventually going to get something Monkeys on typewriter I write usually in the middle of the night and I'm trying to go to sleep my brain's like here's an idea you can't go to sleep until you've written it down so then I get up and blearily I turn my light on and write it down and get back into bed and get up in the morning and kind of read my own writing but I wrote it down so it's somewhere in my brain still still there um no I feel like I write at school at the moment we're doing creative writing so I'm writing maybe three or four times a week but generally I only write when I have an idea I tend not to write otherwise because then I just get really disappointed in myself I like using pen and paper to write out an initial idea um because I feel like you can kind of write a lot quicker and shape a lot quicker but then sometimes I'll just sit down with an afternoon and get some headphones on and or I'll be listening to a song and I'll be like, hey, I want to kind of capture my version of this atmosphere of this song. And then I'll sit there and write with that. Um, I tend to pick a really comfy chair and uh, like either a big book or like a computer, but I tend to like to have a... I like to be sitting somewhere that's soft but have like a hard surface to write on. So kind of having contrast, but I almost always am listening to music when I'm writing stuff because I feel like that gives me such a, a kind of closed circuit. My ideas are all inside my head and the music's kind of stopping me being distracted. My running methods tend to be, how much can I write in 10 minutes before I have to go to sleep? Um, no, my running methods tend to be, I will... Uh, I'll give you an example, actually. I was listening to um, a song by Panic the Disco called Impossible Year and Dodie Clark and Jack Howard did a cover of it 
I was listening to that and I was like, this is like giving me so many cool images. I want to write this down. So I sat and I listened to the song on repeat for like 20 minutes and just wrote loads of like visual ideas. So like I had loads of different colours being used and I really enjoy writing synesthesia. So colours where there's like somebody's talking and the words are a specific colour or something. So I feel like that conveys such an interesting um, image. And then... After that, I'll go back and I'll edit it and I'll read it out loud and I'll see, does this make sense? But I tend to kind of try and get all of my ideas down and I tend to leave things mostly unedited because then I kind of, I feel like it flows a bit better. Sometimes a thing I try and do is um, not use the same word twice. So if somebody's walking, then in the next paragraph they're moving, then in the next paragraph they might be jogging, I don't know, but they're not walking again. So it's a lot to do with, um, for me... I like to take a cliché and then change the order of the words around and create something new. I don't like to use something that's been used before. I don't want a fairy ending like the one in the books where I lose my shoes and fall in love just through looks. It's not the story for me. I don't want a sad ending where I never find my shoes or get out of these blues or wake up to the birds singing. It's not the story for me. I don't want a normal ending where I live happily ever after and my days are filled with laughter. I'll look like the Joker. It's not the story for me. I don't want to save the world. Well, maybe I do. Or have my hair curled for the pretty ball next week. I don't want to be weak. I want to kick down doors and leave my enemies on the floor, but not really kill anyone. You get what I mean? So maybe the ending for me is one I find myself, where nothing is absolutely free and I always have my shoes on. first one um, is a happy ending and it was kind of inspired by me reading a lot of fairy tales and kind of being a bit disappointed with how the endings were didn't have as much substance as I wanted, I wanted to be like cool, they've, they're married now but what happens after they're married and I also wanted to kind of write something that reflected my own experience so in my experience it's me kind of going through fairy tales and being like hey that doesn't really seem like me so I'm gonna, in the end, I kind of my personal whoever you are reading it realizes that um, oh, actually, you can kind of create your own path, which is kind of existentialism. Now that I think about it, uh, existentialism philosophy about creating your own path, not as dark as it seems. I hope. Um, anyway, so happy ending was based on that, and I was also writing an opinion piece at the time in school about how we needed an update for fairy tales and we needed kind of. And then now we've got Moana, and I love Moana. It's so good. And that's kind of the updated version I wanted. So I'm really happy with that. That kind of reflects my poem. But yeah, I wanted to create my own fairytale ending the way I wanted it. Um, I wrote it in about 30 minutes, actually. I was entering three pieces for the redraft competition. I thought one of the other pieces would be one that got in. And then it ended up being that one. I just needed a third piece, and I was like, all right, I'm just going to write something. I'm still going to write something. And I... Don't know what I was listening to, but I hope I can find that music again. Because <laughs> that would, oh, if I could just get that sort of writing down. I've been really lucky at Cabinet. We had something called the OC, or the Opportunity Class, and it started when I was in Year 10. And it's available from Year 7 to 10. Not necessarily seniors, because we've got exams. And that's kind of a lot of time taken up by exams. But um, OC was like two periods, or three periods, a every two weeks, I think. And you would go and um, 
go there and you'll just be able to focus on your specialty subject. So there are people there studying about physics, if they really liked physics. And I was there doing writing, so I felt really lucky to be able to have those chances to develop my writing. So if, I guess it's like the gifted and talented program, so I was able to write something and that's why I wrote a happy ending. And then I submitted that into a redraft, which is a competition, and I got it published there. So I was felt so lucky to have that opportunity where I could just write when I wanted to and have that sort of thing happen. Um, I feel like in English, you, personally I feel like I don't get to do enough creative writing, but then I feel like when we do creative writing we do workshops, so we do it solidly, where you have like four hours in class to write something and then after that you can develop it outside of class and I feel like that gives people a really good opportunity to focus all their ideas. So while I feel like we're not doing... As much creative writing as I'd love to do creative writing all the time, I feel like when we do creative writing, it's done in a very good way. We get to focus all of our ideas, we get to develop it, develop it, we get to develop it, we get to have feedback, and the way that it's done is very professional, I guess. So we feel like, oh, this is right creative writing and it's useful, and it's as useful as writing an analytical essay because we're developing this much, we're devoting this much time to it. I've got, like, two friends... Um, one of them, he shares his writing with me as well, and so we do a kind of cool, like, swapsy, here's a story, here's a story type thing, and um, that's good because we can give each other feedback. We both write with very different styles, so it's good that we're able to see how the other person's progressing with their own style, and it's not like we're writing the same thing. And then, and also, um, I have, at the moment, because we're doing creative writing, I'm kind of sharing a lot of things I'm doing with my teacher, Mrs. Arlene Kenny, she's a good teacher. She's really good at um, getting people involved in all sorts of competitions and getting people involved in pretty much anything that there is to do with writing. And she's good at um, reading through something and she's very honest with her feedback, which is always useful. So she's a good teacher and also my dad, because we both write and then kind of share it with each other and be like, hey, does this make sense? Like, we know we're going to be honest with each other, you know. We both know what the other person's like, how the other person responds to feedback. So, yeah, probably my dad, my teacher, and a couple of my friends. My favourite writers, poets, people that inspire me. Um, for some strange reason, I really enjoy watching TV shows recently when it comes to writing because I am a very visual writer. I really enjoy writing things that people feel like they're seeing when they read it. So... Um, watching a TV show recently, Legion, which is good. That's got a lot of atmospheric type things happening. So you have a lot of lights happening, you have a lot of music happening. And so I've been trying to kind of capture that sort of thing while writing. So in a way that kind of inspires me, that sort of good atmospheric making. But also I look at um, song lyrics a lot for writing. So I'll look at like Twin On Pilots or Kanye West. I look at how he develops, like Kanye West, for example, how he develops... Um, his songs and his lyrics and the twists and turns within his lyrics. And also Hamilton, um, which is recent musical. Um, that's really good because there's so much storytelling within the lyrics and it's also almost set out like poetry, but also set out like dialogue and conversations. So I get a lot of influence from my mainstream media, I guess, that I'm consuming. But also I really enjoy um, Philip Pullman as a writer. He did the... Um, I forgot what they're called all of a sudden, the Golden Compass series. And he does just, I really enjoy his writing and his style of writing. And he also did the um, the Tin Princess, which is one of my favourite books. And there's also Philip Reeve, who did um, a really good series of books called Mortal Engines, and that's all about a future kind of sci-fi world in which um, there are big cities which travel around on wheels and you kind of follow on the person through their lives. 
And also another Philip writer is Philip K. Dick, who's one of our favourite writers, and he writes a lot of awesome sci-fi futuristic stories. Can you see a theme developing, maybe? I like I like sci-fi a little bit, um, but also another writer I really enjoy is Rainbow Rowell, because she does um, a book called Fangirl, which I haven't read, and a book called Carry On, which I have read, and I really enjoy Carry On, because it's kind of easy writing, but you're also surprised by it, and you laugh, and love it and it's just good I don't know I think for me because I've been consuming a lot of TV recently I've almost stepped away from books as a form of um, inspiration because visual media is kind of easier to consume and so I kind of aim to try and produce visual media through writing so things people can see um, whereas if I finish reading a book series and then go and write then I'm more writing in a mode for people to read something and have like be following a story I don't know that's kind of about it I guess redraft national competitions so um, anybody can enter a secondary school student um, and they I'm pretty sure anybody can enter they have like secondary school and then up to 20 I think and you can enter up to three pieces and um, you send them in without your name on them so there's no bias um, and then you, the winners of the competition, I was going to call it a poem, it's a competition. The winners of the competition then have their works published in a national, in a book that is put into school libraries. So I got mine published in um, the 2015 National Redraft book, They Call Me Ink. And so they take the title of the book from the title of one of the best stories. Um, and it's just an amazing experience to have your work in a book and you get sent a free copy of the book and also your friends and family um, have the ability to see your name in a book. It's kind of cool. It's kind of amazing. It's a really good competition, I think, because it um, gives secondary school students an ability to, even if they send something in and don't get it published, they can keep going at it and going at it and they can eventually get something published. And I guess I was really lucky that the year that they decided they liked my little poem... Um, and put it in there but I feel like as a competition it having being able to send three works then gives you a lot of kind of you can show loads of different strengths and then next year you can be like oh you can read through the book and see oh okay that year they were looking for this particular thing and therefore this year I can work on maybe publishing like polishing this part or polishing this part and um, I just enjoy it and also it's a collection of great stories by young New Zealand authors that you can just find in libraries pretty awesome. The salt stings my two short fingernails, my hands trailing in the water, reaching for something unknown, to grasp a reminder of being here under the grey, sun and clouds billowing above, dancing to an unfamiliar tune. The first step into the ocean is biting, cold trying to pull my skin from my bones. I keep walking, trying to breathe in the pain, make it a part of me. That way I can stay here for all days. My clothes are no longer protection but a hindrance. I unroll my jeans and let them fall around my ankles. The waves don't stop and I let them push me. I'm nearly up to my shoulders now but I want to keep walking. I feel the most alive I've ever felt. I think there are birds calling. But look at the eternity, the challenge of something so ancient, swallowing me up and making me fight, slip, cry, scream, thrash, fall, gasp, is entrancing, and offer not to be denied. A voice is calling me to shore. Walking out of the waves onto gentle sand feels too easy. Fighting every step, feeling worthy, deserving of how far you've come, isn't forgotten forgotten quickly. Hot water and purple blotches on my skin. A thought introduces itself to me. 
I met a siren that lured me closer. Its name was Death, and it washed around my ankles. Um, and the second poem, which is untitled, um, is about a trip up to the Catlins I took in January for my friend's birthday. It was me and my friend Claire and my friend Jenna. And we um, went down to the beach, and it was kind of cold, but we didn't really notice it. And then we were like, oh, we'll just step in the water, because we had, like, three dogs with us. And we walked in the water, and then we just came to walk in the water, and we ended up about shoulder height, because after a while you just don't feel the cold. And it was just such an amazing feeling of just kind of standing in the water and having like just holding on to the control of standing up and it was just such an amazing feeling and I just really wanted to capture that in the poem you know, although it sounds kind of um, dramatic towards the end that's actually an idea that I was thinking about in the like Greek I think it's Greek mythology in mythology there's the siren creatures which are normally like depicted as women kind of luring sailors to the death and I was thinking you know what if it's just the water and it's just like hey look at like there's um stories about the call of the ocean and stuff like that and I just started thinking about that and I was like I want to write a story about that and about my experience and intertwine them together so I ended up with with that poem um and it's kind of I really enjoy poetry for me I think it's a good way of capturing moments and I love being able to read through poems and remember exactly where I was when I wrote it and I feel like a good thing about poetry and the way I like to write it is kind of words almost spilling over onto the next pages so um, for example, in the untitled poem I have, the first step into the ocean is biting. And the next line is cold, trying to pull my skin from my bones. So it could be read as the next, the first step into the ocean is biting cold, or the first step into the ocean is biting, and then cold, trying to pull the skin from my bones. And I feel like having that kind of meaning where it can be taken two ways makes me happy and makes me excited for people to read it because then they can interpret it in so many different ways. Yeah, that's kind of the story for the two poems, but I, I'm always writing more, and I always just like to... I love poetry as a form. It's so um, so precise. You have to, every word counts. With longer stories, even short stories, you can have like words to kind of describe something, and you can describe it for a bit too long, but with poetry, nobody's going to put up with that. You have to just have very precise words, and I like being able to read through something and have it kind of makes sense to me. I think for young people in Dunedin, um, a way for them to get their voices heard uh, is the secondary school scene in the ODT, which is um, where I got one of my works published last week, and a poem, the um, untitled one that I read. It's got a title for the story, but I didn't choose it. Uh, So, yeah, it's a very very dramatic title, and I was like, eh, it's not really what I was aiming for but um, secondary school scene I think is great because for me in my experience at least um, Mr Arlene Kenny came and spoke with us and she spoke to the class and asked anybody whether they wanted to be involved and then she got people to talk to her about what sort of pieces they wanted to send in and she got a good selection from over the year groups and then she managed to send something in and it meant that people everybody felt kind of included in the process they felt involved in the steps of the process and then getting yourself seeing your name and your work in print is an amazing feeling but also um, I think the library tends to have good writing competitions and that's good to kind of a good almost safe place I guess where you can 
into work saying it doesn't feel too formal, but it doesn't feel too informal. So you kind of feel like in a nice middle ground. And also um, I really enjoy competitions like the Chinese Gardens. I did well in one of the competitions, but I just I enjoy local places where you can go and see your work or you can go and see other people's work. And it always is displayed in really beautiful ways. But also, um, I think there's just a lot of writing competitions that my teacher shows me. So, teachers great for writing competitions. Um, in my experience, I feel like when you look for writing competitions, they're there, and a lot of bookstores or libraries do them. So, if for young people in Dunedin, I feel like looking for writing competitions and searching them up is just as good as almost almost just as good as entering one because you've started that journey and you're going to find new places and new things to enter it's going to be great um i plan on studying linguistics at otago university which is the study of words and study of language and while that's not necessarily creative writing or english um i think that would enable me more to to write better because um there's it looks at sociolinguistics which is um how we talk to people and why we interact with people differently based on how we perceive their social status or their gender or their um, age. And I think that would be incredibly useful to use for interaction between characters. So I'm kind of, kind of, that's one of my underlying reasons. But I, I definitely, I'd love to continue with it. Um, I feel like continuing writing, it's whether it's a formal or informal capacity, is definitely going to be part of my future. Because it's just such a way of capturing things for me, as much as taking a photo of something. And um, I feel like as long as I can write, I will write. For people who are listening, um, I have always kind of written, but I obviously look back at some of my pieces and cringe a lot. Um, I feel like you just kind of have to keep going if you're already writing until you find something where you read and you're happy to read out loud. Um, And I am very happy to have got to that point where I'm happy to show people my work. Um, I bought a couple of books, one which is How Not to Write a Novel, which is great because it goes through and you can look at your own work and be like, oh, I am doing that thing. And one of the things I've noticed I do a lot, for example, is um, not giving people names when I'm doing dialogue scenes. So I just have loads of dialogue and nobody knows who's talking what. So something like uh, books like that, like How Not to Write a Novel, for example, is really good um, because you can go through and you can see your work, even at just... or just buying a notebook and just writing even two lines a day until you've got one page filled up or something. Just keeping going and if you want to start somewhere, just think of something that, A, something that you want to read, that you'll be happy to read. If you're going out and you're going to buy a book or read a poem, what do you want out of that? So for me, I wanted to see, like, um, kind of read something which is atmospheric. So I read it and I have an idea of the atmosphere of the place or I want to read something... For example, with my first poem, I wanted to read something about different fairy tale endings. So I thought, well, I might try writing that. And then I ended up with something. So think of something that you want to write or think of something that you want to read and then try and write it. And also um, just think of maybe like capturing a moment or just think of something and trying to even just describe it. And just, you don't have to be writing creative writing or poetry. You can just be writing um, a diary, for example. My grandma keeps a diary and she's written in it every day and it's a great record of, for her especially, for looking back and even simple things like, oh, I, I walked to the store today and there was a cute dog. You know, like, just keeping memories so that you can look back and kind of re-immerse yourself in the past you. Um, so writing in any capacity, I think, is just 
just the more you do it, the better you get. And I know that that's incredibly cliche, but it's incredibly true as well. Ten thousand hours, you got to put, you got to put your hours in. You got to do that. But even yeah, just I, I try and write even just like a short verse of a poem or something um, most weeks, and then. Some days you just have inspiration and some days you've got absolutely nothing. But if you keep trying to do stuff, eventually you can kind of pull pull all of your things that you put into one thing and it's going to be great. That was the profile of our latest young poet on Otago Access Radio. This project has been supported by the Dunedin City Council's Creative Communities Scheme, Dunedin UNESCO, City of Literature and Dunedin Public Libraries. If you would like to get involved with this project or any future Youth Zone projects, you can call the station on 471 6161 or email youthzone at oar.org.nz. This program was first broadcast on Otago Access Radio and made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air.